Welcome to the Special Delivery Podcast. I'm your host, Special, and this show works one of two ways. Either I'm highlighting brand new music that's dropped, or I'm sitting down with artists to break down everything you don't know and should know about their latest project, and that's what we're doing right now. I sat down with Odie to talk about his latest project, Analog, and we even took it back and talked a little bit about one of his first songs, Senorita. With Analog, we talked about everything including the story behind the title, the intro track, just the different voices that he uses throughout the project. We break down a couple songs and how they came about. We talk about his writing style and how he writes in a notebook. We talk about his ideas between music and film, him being a perfectionist, and what to expect from the next project. Plus, his partner, Jacob, came by and also talked about the production behind Analog and them coming together to form Unite and so much more. So let's hop into it. Special Delivery Podcast here with Odie. How you doing? I am great. I'm great. I'm so excited to talk about Analog. But before we get into Analog, we got to talk about Senorita. Oh, shit. You already did. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Why, 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 shit. I tried to say hi to your pretty blue eye, but I'm not to your view. Yeah. My friends ask me why did I spend all my time conversating by you. See, I guess it's the way that I dream of your face when I think of us two. I try to chase, I've been looking for you, but you've been dodging my moves. Say Orita, don't wanna text me back, but I'm okay with that. Say You already know you walked in, you saw all the Neptunes NERD memorabilia, yeah. so you know I'm a huge Neptunes fan. Yeah. I'm also a huge Justin Timberlake fan, so that album off the jump was my shit yeah senorita is an incredible song Mm -hmm. what made you want to do that song um it was honestly all pretty random um i had a homie uh his name's lotso he's from new jersey Mm -hmm. and this is like way back like on the soundcloud days i guess it's still soundcloud but like i was just looking through music and searching for beats and stuff and then um he hit me up and said hey let's work together and then he sent me the well. Actually, he had it on his on his page. It was the flip of the Justin, uh, the Justin Timberlake, almost like Justin, <laughs> Justin Timberlake, Senorita. And I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" And like immediately, I heard it and I just started writing to it. So, and then yeah, honestly, I think for a while I didn't even realize that it was the Justin Timberlake song. Oh goodness! And then someone told me this is Justin Timberlake, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, it is Justin Timberlake." So it's pretty funny. I don't know how I went so blank. I just literally had the idea and I just went for it. But yeah, that's a classic song. It's so, so good. Now we got to talk about Analog. Incredible project. Congratulations. Thank you you very much. I want to start at the very beginning. So you talk about how you're an analog person in a digital world and kind of in this realm of social media, not really giving people access 24-7, letting the music speak for itself, being very raw. Describing yourself like that, when did the title actually click? I know you've been working on, you worked on this for four years. At what point were you like analog that's it that describes me that describes this project um i think for yeah so pretty much for the other project we're working uh, mostly in like my bedroom and uh i think it was like we were just sitting here one day and we were just sort of planning out how we wanted because we had the songs already and we had ideas for songs um but we were just planning out like what was the message that i wanted to give for a thing and like who i was as an artist and um chris uh one of my best friends and my manager um he was just like yeah like I feel like you're just like an analog artist in the digital age. He said it, and I was like, whoa, 
that stuck so perfectly just because like the way I felt we moved and the, the way that we made music and it just being solely just off of feeling and, and being in the moment and being pure and not necessarily worrying about you know the timing and all that stuff it was just everything just felt really natural and, and analog in a sense and this is the first stuff so I felt like it was analog in that sense as well so um, it just fit perfectly I love it. And then you talked a little bit about the sequencing, how you had the sequencing all set up. Mm-hmm. It starts out with Bliss City. that that was going to be the first track pretty much right when Yako showed me the um he started making the beat one day and it had the the twinkling in the beginning literally right when he showed me that i was like this is the beginning because it feels like when i wake up mm-hmm. and like it feels like i've just woken up and i'm like sort of you know getting into the day or into something and so it's sort of the, the beginning of the fairy tale in a sense and so um like right when i heard it i clicked and we didn't even make the song i was like this is the opening this is the, this is how it's going to start and so it came really fast Okay, and then you speak about that's how it feels when you wake up. So that's why towards the end, the tape kind of stops and you go, fuck, I'm late. So that's kind of you like laying in bed, like kind of waking up or? It's a little bit of both. It's more of me in a trance, I think, because the whole idea is that it was sort of a recap of what happened last night Mm -hmm. to an extent and sort of like me dreaming about what happened last night. So it's like right before I wake up. I feel like there's like this stage where you're in REM sleep, I think, and you're just like sort of going through things and you're not, your body's not, or your body's still, but you're still like your mind is like moving at a super crazy pace so that's what that first track is about just recapping everything and the way that we felt like we were living every single night just like not giving a fuck about any wait can i cuss yeah that, okay cuss. cool um not really caring about anything and just like just doing what we wanted to do and sort of living with our demons in a sense so yeah love 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 it and then your favorite kind of changes every now and then yeah. what's your favorite today um today my favorite is phenomenon talk about that one is reaching heaven yeah what was it like making that one did the production come first did the melody come first the lyrics what was that one like um yeah it was great uh, i actually did that with still woozy um he's from oakland as well um he's an amazing artist um we were in his basement and we were or actually his garage and uh we, he had his organ and he started playing it and it felt like it was church and i just felt like i was in church when he started playing the organ i was messing around with a couple melodies and i was like I can feel it. And so I was, we, I heard that, and then at that point, it just felt like, okay, I'm, I'm like an angel to some extent. I feel like when I make music, I put myself in different characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like an angel. And so the, the song for me just was sort of, it brings me peace because it's like I know that regardless of what I'm going through, I still feel like I have, there's purity in, in something and there's purity and like, and peace in something. And that's what church and like, you know, spirituality gives me and stuff like that. So, yeah. He talked about a different character. The super interesting part of this project is you have four different perspectives. You have yours, you have the omniscient, and then you have two voices, high and low. Was this something that you did consciously or it just kind of happened? I think it's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like 
everything happens for a reason, but a lot of people move and we work within the moment. And so whether you not know the reason or not, it just happens. Yeah, like with the voices, um, it's just, I think from so many different perspectives every single day, and I try to see things from so many different perspectives and I'm very observant as well. And so um, I just, like sometimes I feel like I'm like smooth, you know, low low tone. Um, I don't speak much, Odie. Sometimes I feel like I'm loud and everybody needs to hear my voice. And sometimes I just feel like, you know, I'm like that that high voice that's sort of like guiding you through things and like like being an angel and, and sort of some extent and, and speaking towards you. So I just wanted to bring out all those voices that were going on in my head and sort of just portray them and let people hear what I'm what's going through my mind and what I was thinking throughout. The process of the project so definitely and then my personal favorite is little lies you talked about how that one was the fastest song to make yeah. you brought in the guitar player alex and just freestyled and it went from there but i think the most fascinating part well honestly when it first comes in it just really catches your attention like i from the moment i turned that song on when i first listened the way it comes in you know that it's going to be something that kind of captivates you like mm-hmm. just the way the music is and the way you're just kind of like humming kind of just melodically but if all this was a little lie, But then it almost feels like right when you get into it, it stops Mm. and you take out the cassette tape and you turn it over and then it's chopped and screwed, which I absolutely love. What was the process for that one? Because it's so original and so incredible. Yeah. I mean, we literally just made it so fast. I think it was like it was like in the middle of maybe like April or something. And so it was really nice outside. And um it was a really beautiful day. Alex came through and he just played the drums, the, the guitar, and then I went in the booth. And then, um, yeah, we after we made the song, it just felt like so tranquil and peaceful. And so I was just like, damn, this moment is crazy. And for some reason, out of some out of nowhere, it was like, what if we slowed it down? And so um, we slowed it down, and we had two versions. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, the reason why was just to show the duality of moments in a sense. Um, I just think sometimes things go really smooth and you're, you feel like you're in a very peaceful place. And then like that, you could switch and be in a whole different space. And um, that was the point of the song. Like the first half of the song is very uplifting and sort of, um, what's it called? Sort of, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the first the first part of the the song is very hopeful. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once you get to the second part of the song, it's sort of like hopeful, but kind of doubtful at the Mm -hmm. same time. And it's like you begin to doubt all the everything that you felt in the in the beginning part, because it's like everything's going super slow and it starts to get really dark. And so that was the point of it, because I asked those questions and I'm hopeful asking those questions in the first part. And then the second part, I'm like, fuck, I'm asking too many questions. I don't know the answers. I can't do anything. And that's how I felt when I was making the song. That's how I felt throughout those years years that I was about a lot of things and so that was the point of it I think the whole project is just so therapeutic for you but also for the listeners and just everybody who hears it is just like oh shit you talk about how you are so vulnerable with it and how everybody just really wants to be vulnerable and how important that is as a person especially you being so young like Mm -hmm. that's so crazy to me because I feel like a lot of people don't really get super introspective until you know they're 25 30 way later so it's super cool to not only hear you as a young man kind of 
you know, coming to age with this project, but also so young. Like, I think that's super, super dope. Thank you. Thank you. And then you spoke about living in the moment and you talk about how you have a notebook where you write completely in the moment, which I think is super fascinating. Where did that come from? And just kind of talk to us about it, because I think that's a super dope way to live in the moment and even kind of be analog in a sense, because a lot of people write notes in their phones, but you're writing in this notebook and just putting all your feelings into it. Yeah, I mean, you can ask any of my friends. I'm terrible with phones (laughs) on two parts. One, I never text anybody back just because I'm lazy. And then two, I'm always on it for some reason. And I just hate it. And so um, I think like t- a couple of years ago, my mom bought me a notebook for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of funny. But um, and then I was like, you know, what? I'm going to use the notebook. And then I just uh, started writing things and like things that popped up in my head. I used to do it on my phone. And then I just felt like it was more pure because if I wrote it down, I can understand it and I can come back to it. And so, yeah, I started doing it. And then um, I'm not as like sometimes I'll be really good at it. Sometimes I'll be terrible at it. Um, but I just find that when I write things down, it helps me to sort of process myself and sort of go back and listen to my thoughts and like read them better. And so, um, like it just keeps me sane. And like nowadays, you got to find something to keep you sane, or else you'll go crazy real fast. So, um, yeah, I just yeah, I guess that's why I do it. You spoke about wanting to make feature films and like writing short films, but also working on the visuals for this project. Are those two separate things or are those going to kind of flow together as far as music and film? Um, they're kind of flowing together at this point. Uh, we just started shooting a couple of uh, videos. We had, we've sort of finished the the treatments. It took a while just because I just want to make sure that everything was correct. And I wanted to make sure they were fully flushed out. Um, but we started shooting them now and they're going to coincide. Um, I think there may not be a, a short film for this project, but uh, the ideas that I'm I'm taking will be something for the future. And then, yeah, um, it's going to be crazy, though. I think it's just it's going to be really pure um, and like real and honest. I don't want it to be too out of the way for the moment. Um, I'm just starting this shit. So, like, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. So it could be it could be trash, but yeah. it's always going to be pure. So that's what I would expect. So. I love it. And uh, and even listening to it, I'm kind of like, oh, shit, like, how do you even make visuals for this? Because it's so powerful and so intense that you really don't even want to half-ass. And then I was reading about how you're pretty much a perfectionist, but this project is you learning to just, like, let go of stuff. But it's like the visuals almost have to be incredible so that's yeah. a crazy amount of pressure to put out on yourself to make incredible music and be like oh shit so what do we do for the visuals yeah we we've had a lot of like talks and like fuck we can't do this <laughs> shit like we don't have enough whatever it is um but i think now it's just like now it only cares i mean i'm gonna just be me that's mm-hmm. all that matters i mean i think now we're learning more than ever the idea of diy and doing things yourself um like we did this whole project literally ourselves in our bedroom so it's like i mean who cares about what it's supposed to be let's just make it what it is so yes 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 and then we have to ask not to add pressure but to inspire you what's next i know that you talked about this being a series of three projects is that still part of it and you talk about like wanting to surprise people every time and you already have like the sound and the name for the new one so is it still part of three projects and like what does that look like yeah, I think uh, it's probably, this is probably more of like a two-part thing, maybe. Okay. Um, but yeah, I already know what the next one's going to sound like, and it's going to be crazy. It's going to be, the only thing I could say right now, it's going to be out of this world to an extent. Um, I think a lot in the future, and so I know I already know how everything's going to sound, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, 
I could just go make something today and it'll be like crazy, but it'll always be aligned with it because I know what the direction is. I know where I'm supposed to be or where I want to go. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be literally like universal. And I feel like the music that we're making and the music that I hear myself making is music that you can take to a different planet and show people and they'll love it just as much as we do. So that's what it's going to sound like. That's all I'll say. We're going to bring your COVID in a, in a second. But before that, anything else you want to say about analog? No, nah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. It, that's me for now. So, yeah. Street night show. Yeah, go listen to it, man. <laughs> all right. We got your COVID in the building. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. How you doing? I'm great. All right, good. <laughs> the only feature on analog. Uh-huh. Did you guys tag team the production? How did the production work out? Yeah, yeah. Um, for the most part, uh, you know, we're we're both uh have base foundations as musicians. So I kind of just cook up stuff whenever I can. He cooks up when he can, and then we collaborate uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, he produced a large portion of Analog. A lot of the tracks that are my favorites, like Faith. him i produced a large portion of it as well it definitely was like kind of half a half thing so it was like he would start he would start an idea and then i would like add to it and then maybe i would bring something and then he would add to it so it was like really like pretty much like it was like the glue mm-hmm. like yeah we're the glue for each other so yeah i love it and then we got to talk about unity the group between the two of you guys and your manager chris just super dope I mean, we use the word vibes a lot, but just super dope vibes and just creating a new sound and really getting out of the box. But also, as we've experienced on Analog, getting out of your own head. So what can we expect from Unite as a collective, as just a cultural entity? I'm just going to say this is like we're going to be the next outcast. <laughs> but but um, I mean, aside from that, I mean, the basis of it was we when we started uh, making music together, um, the basis of it is just the fact that we come from very very different backgrounds mm-hmm. obviously coming from Canada and having African parents and him uh, having parents that are from like New York and being from Vegas and then Chris from being from England mm-hmm. and then um, yeah and we were just we've always been in multicultural communities in the Bay Area becoming the place where Unite was born uh, being super multicultural and open the idea of being able to be from a different place but still coming together to create things that are inspired by each other Unite means fr- uh, unity in French mm-hmm. and so um, that was the purpose of it and we just want to push the future sound which i think is like i mean everything is sort of becoming um what's it called i mean I guess genreless in a sense because everybody takes inspiration from everywhere and there's no definition or there's no there's no labels anymore on things and so we just want to push that future sound and just the idea of being unity and, and finding being able to take advantage of your differences and still come together yeah no 100 percent. i think it's just like you always use the expression like global citizen mm. i mean we kind of just we wouldn't put a label on anything i think it's it's, we belong to this generation where like right before this one it was people putting a label on everything and now we're just trying to get that away from everything else I feel like it's it's purposeless I don't I don't feel like we need to sit here and tell everybody like I'm this and I'm this like just do it and just be yourself like that's life exactly yeah. so then the duo which I'm super excited about because I had read that it's gonna be 
in the realm of outcasts, which, mm-hmm. you know, we're children of outcasts. I've said this a bunch of times on the podcast, like our generation is really children of outcasts. Like yeah. the people who were raised on it, you can tell just by looking at them, like in what we listen to and what we enjoy. So is the duo itself going to be called Unite and what can we expect from that? The basis of the group will be Unite and really like musically Odie and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris definitely fits into that and uh, Chris is, plays a huge role. Uh, you want to talk about Chris a little bit? Yeah, like Chris, um, I think in general the whole thing is like musically it's it's him and I, but outside of that, it's a collective of just every. I mean, anybody could be unity. I mean, because we're all uni- unified. Um, but it's just a collective where we take inspirations from anybody who's part of it, and we just push the. the we allow our inspirations to make new art, and so yeah, the duo of us. Um, we're we've been making before I even started making music solo wise. We were making music together. Definitely. Like we had like we had like two or three projects. Yeah, like before, like, before Odie was even a thing, it was just all unity. So it's crazy, yeah. We had like projects sitting on the burner of just like combined music that was crazy. And so um, we're still working on that shit. And when it comes out, it's going to be wild and it's going to be some next level shit. It's going to push music and culture and the world forward. So, yeah. Exactly. But you speak for me, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it you to say. I love it. Anything else you guys want to tell the people? You know, I think that uh, it's so exciting to see all these people reach out and, and appreciate the music. I hope that it keeps coming our way because that's really what's fueling our fire. And we're going to continue to give y'all great music and whatever else great we can we can throw in the air. So, And thank you for having us. Yeah, thank of course. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. all the love and support. So Unity out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And thank you so much for checking out this episode. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever you're listening on. And then reach out to me. Say hi or let me know what your favorite part was. I'm on Twitter at Special Says and on Instagram it's at Special Says as well. Once again, this episode is dedicated to Marlon. Do what you can to stop senseless acts of gun violence.